Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and we've got a lot to talk about today, Jeff. I mean, starting, what, Monday, this has been nuts for two days of all these signings and trades. It actually, I mean, like you're saying, we've seen before the show, it almost feels more this year. I don't know if it is, if it's just recency bias, but I don't feel like it has been this crazy, at least fantasy wise. I mean, there's not actually a lot of defensive moves too, but I only care about fantasy aspects of it, but it's been all, there's been a lot of movement, a lot of things that have probably affected our rankings in just a short two days, I would say. Um, shoot, let's just start. With, I mean, obviously, okay. What, I don't even know what the biggest move is. What do you think it is? Is it, is the biggest move Odell or Le'Veon Bell? Uh, I, well, yeah, that's a tough one. I knew Bell was going to go somewhere, so that isn't as surprising. But the Odell Beckham one caught me completely off guard. And uh, we I mean, we talked, we were texting back and forth, but are the Browns not the most interesting team now by far? Like last year, they definitely made a huge jump forward. And, and we're, you know, if Mayfield's the real deal, they're going to be, you know, a contender in years to come. I did not expect that the very next year, when you look at their roster, they are a couple defensive players away, maybe, from being a legit contender if Mayfield is the real deal. I mean, th- their offense is stacked full of talent. Well, and they've made some good moves to get that defensive line really good, too. I don't know about the rest of it. I don't know about their line. I, don't, I mean, I, haven't, I don't know too much about the rest of their defense, but their line's great. No, oh, 100%. So... It, it is going to be a whole lot of fun to watch them. And with Landry on one side, Beckham on the other, you have Njoku, who is kind of an up-and-coming talent, who's uber-athletic. A run game, which should be able just to pound the ball with Hunt and Chubb now. I mean, give me a break. And that that's not to mention, you know, their, their other wide receivers who still could blossom. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I'm excited to watch them. But I think, that for me, that was the biggest trade. Um, and then followed with by Bell but mostly because of everything that Bell does for that entire team. Um, just first of all, what, what do you think? We'll go Beckham first and then Bell. What do you think that uh, the outlook for Beckham is this year? Okay, there, there's a lot of people. No, there's some, I've seen not a lot. There's some people that are saying, okay, they like to move overall for um, the Browns, but I've seen some talk that this could um, hurt Odell's value a little bit, but, I think absolutely not. They think it could hurt his value because Jarvis Landry is going to take away from Jarvis Landry is not going to take away from Odell Beckham. He's just no. not. They're, if anything, he's going to help him. Having another, it's the another talented receiver like that lined up beside him. You know, they can't just completely key on Odell. There's too much. There's too much in this offense. You try to double team Odell the whole time. They won't throw to him. Maybe they'll just do everything else and just run the ball down your throat, or they'll. You know, throw to Jarvis or Njoku the whole time, or even Antonio Callaway, who I'll be a, I like him as a number three receiver. He's a really good number three receiver now in, on an offense, maybe not fantasy wise, but just for yeah, the team. And he, I don't see how this doesn't open everything up. Right. And, yeah. And that's what I keep thinking. I, I truly, I don't know. The question will be do you take, and it, it kind of is almost the same every single year with Beckham, that is. And it used to be because of injury concerns, perhaps. But do you take the upside with Beckham, or do you go for a, very uh, safe players such as, say, you know, um, the the Saints, number one. Do you go that route? I mean, that that's going to be the, the question because I think 
I don't think he's number one, right? I think that you have to say DeAndre Hopkins. And, and I guess another question is where does, right. Where does he rank compared to Antonio Brown now? So um, I think risk reward is the name of the game with wide receivers this year and Beckham, Antonio Brown, because they went to new teams, you know, I think that they might fall a few spots, right? But I think both of them are in probably anywhere from number. Oh man, that's a tough one. I could really go many different routes, but you have to believe that neither of them drop below six. No, I mean, okay. If anything, so Hopkins is probably the surefire number one. Right. And and once again, I think that's because he's just plug and play. We know exactly what we're going to get out of him. Then I guess you could go people. I mean, there's other like, Devonte Adams, Julio Jones, Julio Jones. You can put, you know, any one of those guys. You could put two, three, and feel really safe. And then there's always Michael Thomas. So right, and Michael yeah, Thomas so. is going to be the interesting one. And I, I think that he is just incredibly safe to have. Um, do you do you, because you're going to have to draft these guys high. So do, would you rather take the guaranteed money on the table, if you will, or would you rather go for the Beckham with you know Mayfield throwing to him? And I, a, a I want lot a big, of, I, I want a, I want a fantasy team of Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, right? I, I just, I love the idea. I really do think that him going there, they're going to use him correctly. Antonio Brown, I actually fear that that isn't going to work out to his benefit. That one I'm a little more worried about. Yeah. Well, but Odell I think, passes I think, Antonio Brown for me in rankings now. And I, I don't have any issue with that. I, I have a lot more worries about Antonio Brown looking at uh, who's throwing to him. Obviously, Carr never really got going the way we thought he was going to after his rookie year. Um, he never really, you know, Amari Cooper, whether or not that is completely, I know he's a different type of player, but at the same time, he had a very hard time in that offense. They kind of struggled last year. Um, I shouldn't say kind of, they struggled really badly. So, I mean, do you just throw it up to him every single time? I mean, what is the, I don't know the game plan they have. I know what Cleveland's going to do and they're going to give Beckham a ton of opportunity to go up and get it. And then they're going to be still be able to pound the ball and they're going to be able to never double him, which is, I think they're just going to absolutely key on him at when they play Oakland. Yeah. Cause who else? I mean, they just signed Tyrell Williams as well. So he's the number two, which yeah. I, he's fine, but there's, there's not, I mean, Jared cook is probably going to leave. It looks like, looks like he's going to be going elsewhere. I, I mean, what do you, <laughs> what, what, what are you doing there? You know I mean? Yeah. It's going to be a lot tougher. Odell is in a great spot. So much he's definitely moved. I mean, shoot, I Odell's he's man, he might just be my number two. I might actually move him up to number two. Yeah, I'm gonna have to really think about that one. That's gonna be tough because then you also have Devontae Adams, right? Who you have to think that that touchdown production, you have Aaron Rodgers. It, it's hard to that's that's one of those again. I like Odell as a player better, but I think Devontae Adams is safer. Uh, I don't think that there's going to be a huge fall off for that. So I don't, I don't know. That's a very tough one. I think that Beckham right now would probably be number four for me. He's, I just, um, I think this for, okay, for Baker Mayfield, I put him at 10th in our initial, my initial quarterback ranks, you know, very, very early ranks. And now I think is that, that might be too low. Yeah, I think he is going to get the hugest bump from this Beckham that no longer are you going to be able to get Mayfield at value. Oh, no. no, no, And and that's what kind of kills me a little bit about it. But, I mean, it's whatever. QBs are pretty easy to come by. Uh, Someone's going to overpay for him, definitely. He's going to be kind of the favorite now. Well, 
I'm looking at my ranks right now, and I had him at 10 behind Roethlisberger at 9 and Cam Newton at 8. So, for me, he jumps both of those already. I can see Baker oh. and Mayfield be my eighth quarterback then. Yeah, and was and you had you had Ben and Newton. You said that jump. Yeah, they were yeah. two spots ahead of him, so he passes both of them to me. Oh yeah, I have I have no issue with that. Uh, Cam will be, he's always an interesting one because well, you you injury him with the with run, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't I don't know if I can put Baker ahead of like Drew Brees or Russell Wilson yet, but right, he's uh he's a, he's a I I'd put him eight right now. I really would. It's just uh. That offense can be that good. It's going to open up for Njoku, too. Right. And, I mean, the, the problem with this is because there's so much talent there now, you can make an argument of why that is going to help every single player on that offense. The question will be who actually benefits. And even that that uh, backfield now, I have no idea which running back I would want. Oh, I know. Who knows? It, it and, kind of throws a monkey wrench in the whole thing. Is Duke Johnson still going to be there? <laughs> yeah, no idea. If he's still there, there's another guy. It's it's crazy. yeah. I mean, they are just stacked. And no, I, I have to jump and ask this question because we talked about Antonio Brown. We we both think that he hurt his value leaving Pittsburgh. But where does Juju land for you now? Now that he was doing real well last year, he has been the same. He is in the same position he was last year, but he's number one now. He so I had him. I had him ninth. I would, and I had him one spot behind Mike Evans, one spot behind, or two spots behind Tyree Kill. I think I'd put him ahead of both of them. Does I'd he feel, go above Antonio Brown? You think that's that's the one where because I'd right now probably put Antonio Brown six. So it's like Antonio Brown six, Smith Schuster seven. So what do you do? Yeah, it's yeah, one it, of those two spots for me. Once the man, I tell you, the wide receivers, and maybe I don't know, and this might just be everything is getting tossed up. But I feel like wide receivers and running backs, there is a top tier that just expanded this year because of all these moves. It is so much, it is so spread around. And we could even talk about, uh, you know, the running backs too. Of Mark Ingram moving, uh, Tevin Coleman, um, AP getting signed again, whatever, you know, however that means. Le'Veon Bell actually moving out of the Wells way. So we know Connor is going to be the primary back more than likely. It, it really does spread the wealth incredibly around the league. Um, the other guy, I do have to ask where you have him because Tyreek Hill had a huge year last year. And with all of these trades, is he going to be the forget, forgotten man? He's that, It could be. Uh, he's going to drop down to the end of the top 10, but he still has so much. That's not a bad spot. As much as up and, he's so up and down, I don't want to put him in the top five and up there. When he drops to this spot, if he's down at like eight, that's like I th- I'm pretty comfortable with that as to get in there. I think that's great value then. So he, I think his value is going to be really, really good. Actually, I don't see how it's not. Yeah, and it makes me feel better and better. Just be, I, I do before before people were talking about how he should be a top three pick, right? And I think he's too risky to take that high, even though you might get that value right overall. But there's so many guys up here that would give you just a very solid performance game game out um, that it's very difficult to go ahead and pick a Tyreek Hill guy, which is going to be just mountains or valleys, you know, all year. And he'll win you some, and then, you know, he'll just won't show up, and you're going to lose because of that too. So I, I agree with you. I think when you get him at the bottom of that, you know, first 10 wide receivers, uh, you have an incredible weapon that all of a sudden you I think you can pair with other reliable hands down low and you don't have to spend that that top three you know 
pick. If he keeps, if he if he does drop to that kind of level, and let's say you're in a ten team league, there is the there is the chance that he is available the very end of the second, early in the third round in the draft, and that's perfect. If he's your number one, but you've got two like top twelve running backs already, that's that's a you're in a really good spot then. So I think he's going to have pretty good value there. Uh, let's see who else. What else do we got though going on? Anything? Anything else major other than those moves? Um, well, I mean, I guess we. Those are the main ones. I was gonna say. Well, Bell. What do you think? Oh yeah, we even talk about Bell. Yeah, I was gonna say we're gonna have to talk about him. So we, yeah. we kind of covered Odell and what that does in Antonio Brown, yep. but Bell did move I, to the Jets. I don't know what this means actually. Yeah, this I is an interesting one. It it once again it makes the waters of running back a lot murkier, and uh, you know I'll say it again, but it makes for the top. 12 to 15 look real good. Like it is a much bigger uh, kind of starting tier. I won't say tier one, but 15 guys that I feel pretty confident about 12 to 15 of them. So originally I had bell at seven in my ranks and you know what? I think I keep him right there. I think that is about correct. I'm going to have to go over this. In my I would head have, this is tough. I would have, because I'm still, okay. I'm still, I've seen Gurley not in the top ten in, in rankings now. Top ten? Not, oh yeah, on. yeah. I just Get saw one just here. yesterday. I think it was, it was uh, maybe top eight. It's from right, that, Brad Brad Evans from Yahoo. Oh my gosh, really? Well, and there's a reason I beat him in our league. Yeah, um, well, <laughs> that actually surprises me. And maybe that is more of a, you know, you're trying to get a, a headline kind of see, thing. And, see, and you're a, like, stay yeah, away. And there's different reasons why people. There's different ways people rank right now. There's yeah. there's some that are ranking as I have no idea what he's going to do, so I'm not going to rank him. Right. Or, or you know, there's like, me, he, he which must I'm be like, injured. So getting yeah. closer to the year, he'll move up. I, like, I mean, if that's the case, I get it. But and I, I rank right now, like as of now, there's so much time till the season. I'm not too worried. I'm going to rank him as a, and he's healthy. That's how I usually do it. Right. And so there's just different ways that people do it. So for me, Gurley's still up there. So I have like Barkley, Gurley, Zeke, McCaffrey, Kamara, Melvin Gordon, then Bell. And. That's the only one I can see in passing is Gordon. That's about it for me. Those top five are set in stone. Saquon, yeah, I, th- Gurley, I think you're Zeke, right. Christian McCaffrey and Kamara. Yeah, Bell, Bell could pass Gordon, but that's it. I don't even know if I want him to pass Gordon right now. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. When I really look at it, I think Gordon, with that touchdown production, he's the one that's vulnerable a little bit. Uh, but And Le'Veon, if people going to the Jets, if people are that worried, I, I kind of feel like – not not only did they do the right thing by by Darnell, who is supposed to be that their you know their their next big quarterback, I think Bell is actually a good fit for this team because you don't have to pound it out to him. You're going to have a young quarterback that can dump it off. You can you use him a ton in order to really get him comfortable behind center. So I I, I really like the move by the Jets. I I feel like everyone goes there in order for their career to die, but um, I, I do think that. Bell is going to be fine, but I, I still don't think he's going to have these epic numbers that he had in Pittsburgh. So I, I, I kind of agree with you as I'm going to take the guys that are locked and loaded. Do you see any difference because of jumping over a little bit, but with Beckham getting traded, do you think that help hurts or do you think that that is just, you know, Barkley, do you think he's just going to be doing what he does no matter what? I think he's going to be just the same. I don't think it's going to really affect him. He's going to be good. He's going to be great. You know, no matter what. I think the biggest uh, – well, there's two people that I think benefit quite a bit from this. 
is, I mean, maybe not quite a bit. Sterling Shepard is going to be better if he's their number one. He's still not going to be great. He's, there's, you know, I think he'll be pretty good though. But I think Evan Ingram, like we we talked about when we did yes, our tight we end did. episode, yes, we did about how much better he is without Odell on the field. Unbelievably more productive, and I think that's going to translate next year. Attitude. He is definitely going to be one of those tight ends that if no one else catches on to this, which is a long time before the season, but he will end up on a lot of my teams because of it. He, he will. That's that's the biggest – that's the one who's going to benefit the most, I, I really think, out of that. Um, it's still – it's Eli again, though, and but they still have to – Saquon's too good. Too. He, that team's going to have to be okay. I think, I think as much crap as Eli gets, I think he's okay. He's, a, he's, he's not good, really. He's not – he's – I don't even know. I don't know what I consider him right now. He's good enough to sustain a couple fantasy players. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think he'll be fine, and I think Be- <laughs> it's hard to say, but especially with Beckham, he might be the only player that Eli held back because you literally could get him open all the time. Uh, Saquon, you just hand off the ball, right? <laughs> I mean, he he kind of does his own thing, and I don't think. I think Evan Ingram being a tight end will be fine because he's more of the short medium routes. And then Sterling Shepard is, you know, I think he's fine. I think he's a, a decent player, good player, but he's no Beckham. So I think especially with a, a guy with more arm strength and, and kind of a, just a, a little more downfield precision, I, I think especially Eli lost a little bit of that getting a little bit older. So I think it's going to be huge for him going to Cleveland once again. So let me try to see what other moves are going to matter here. I think actually, I think one of the next big ones is probably, I like Mark Ingram to the Ravens. I do too. I like it for yeah. him and I like it for Elvin Kamara. Right? Oh yeah. That's, well, <laughs> I think it helps So now both the Saints added um, Latavius Murray, but that's not, that's not going to be great, the same as what Ingram. No, it, he's not Mark Ingram, but as a great pickup in order to make sure that they don't run Kamara into the ground which I love because he's definitely the poor man's Mark Ingram where you can, the only, the only issue I have with that is I'm terrified that they're going to put the big back uh, near the goal line, but they didn't do it last yeah. year, right? No, they, they did even not. When Ingram well, I came know back, that for sure. They, they used Kamara. I got frustrated so with that. if that continues, yeah, if that continues and they use Kamara around the goal line, I freaking love it. And once again, I was huge on Kamara last year. Uh, there's no reason for me to be less, gung-ho about you already had him ranked higher than i did i think you were gonna rank him probably had a mccaffrey and so he's definitely had a mccaffrey for you so he's at least what four yeah now now he is yeah i was gonna say i think mccaffrey was they were kind of going between each other i was really deciding and because mccaffrey finished so strong last year but i think kamara will be my number four uh pick yeah i think i i don't know yet what i'm gonna do with those but yeah that's he's He's even stronger now, and then, but Ingram really now that just adds another good option. He is, but he he's he's one that's going to be. I don't know where people are going to rank him. I mean, with so much talent, he's. I feel like he's a fifteen to twentieth ranked guy. I did too, and you and we kept joking, right? Because the Ravens last year, or you know, even going into the season, our whole thing was if they don't get someone. Who are you like? Who are you relying on? Who are you going with? Uh, but now this is a clear cut, done decision. This is going to be the Mark Ingram show, no doubt. And especially with the running quarterback, like we said, he is going to help any running back that is in there. And now you have a very talented Mark Ingram. Uh, yeah, 
I love it. I, I think that he is going to be a very sneaky. Yeah, I'm telling pick. you, the, the running back with the running quarterback is so huge because I don't really think Gus Edwards was all that good, and he no, he was made no. to look. He was good, just though. better than the he other. He was made guys. to look good because he was playing alongside Lamar Jackson. Exactly. Yeah, and anyone that gets that many reps will be productive in fantasy, and that was kind of the the whole point of well, you got to pick whoever the starter is up because he's going to be worth playing well, eventually. This is a. Uh, um, finally, my favorite did. option of this was always the, the Robert Griffin, Al- Alfred Morris here. Alfred Morris was amazing with Robert Griffin there, and this is like this is an upgraded version of that on both fronts here. Lamar Jackson and Ingram's better than Mar- Alvin, Alfred Morris by long shot. Oh yeah, and, by a lot. I mean, Mark Ingram, you get you get a lot of I hear a lot of crap about Mark Ingram, but he doesn't seem to get any kind of respect at all. But so last year he only had 138 carries. But he turned that, he had 4.7 yards per carry and got six touchdowns out of it. The year before, he ran for 1,100 yards off 4.9 yards per carry. 12 touchdowns and caught 58 balls. And that's with Alvin Kamara taking how many catches he took. Those are good numbers. Yeah. yeah. He, he does, I don't know why he does. And it's so funny too because I feel like in the past, the Saints have always, I don't know if, if they just leaked out of camp or what, but it always felt like they were trying to get rid of him. And I know they weren't right, but they never wanted him to be the primary back, but I have no idea why that that got started or why that those were rumors because he's built to be an NFL running back. He has all the athleticism in the world. He has been successful at every single stage, including in the NFL. So I, you know what I mean? I have no idea why the, the doubt will always come in. But once again, uh, you know, everyone else's doubt is kind of where I'm going to pounce because I, I can get him undervalued. I don't, I don't get it yet for the, um, I don't really know why they, they wanted Latavius Murray over Mark Ingram. They just, it shows me they really didn't care for him too much. They did not care for Ingram. Either, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what the, the money it's, is. Yeah, it's I mean, a better deal. It's, ex- uh, it's about, I think it's, um, well, it's three years, 15 million for Ingram. And I think, uh, Murray got four years, not quite fifteen million for four years. So, oh yeah, four four years. Yeah, four, I don't 14. know. Maybe, maybe they, yeah, maybe they just didn't like Ingram. I don't know. This, like maybe he just wasn't that's that a great in the locker room. I'm not, not sure. Like any kind of NFL contract, those last year or so doesn't really matter anyway. They can they can be yeah. you know tossed aside as it is. Yeah, who knows? Maybe maybe Ingram you know didn't like the fact that he was playing second yeah. fiddle to Kamara See, and he kind of wanted out. Yeah, who guy. knows? And exactly. yeah, he's, I really like him as my second running back this year. Oh man, yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. That would be the the prime place to to get him. Yeah, that's going to be, um, yeah, really. I'm I'm excited about that one. And I hope, I hope he kind of slips under the radar because it's not exciting. Ravens, it's just not. So no, no. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, no one's going to be that excited about Mark Ingram. They're kind of like, ah, he's what you know, he's whatever. Yeah, he's pretty decent. And then you think Ravens, and you're kind of like, oh, man, like they're not exciting and people are still in the mindset of Flacco and all that. But you know, you're, you're thinking with Jackson, you're going to be thinking he's running it or he's trying to learn how to pass the ball. They're not going to try to control the ground game. I, I could see a lot of different places where people just use the information incorrectly. Well, here's one. I don't honestly have any clue at all. What to think is Tevin Coleman goes to the 49ers. Dude, that is the most that that's turned into I don't even know who to can it's probably the most jumbled backfield I've seen in quite a few years. People that are supposed to be good, right? I mean, 
you have every, what, three different running backs that they went to last year in order to try to figure out who they could do. Not to mention you signed Tevin Coleman and McKinnon should be back as well, who was supposed to be the prime running back. And we, we heard this reiterated after he was starting to get healthy again. He was going to be the the main rusher when he got healthy the following year. Tevin Coleman is a good player. And I know he didn't show up as much as people wanted for him to let la- like like he did last year. But I have to believe that I'm almost right now I'm just looking at that backfield and saying I, I don't have any clue and I, I don't want any part of it. Yeah, I, I right now today I want nothing to do with it. If if Tevin Coleman is able to become the guy, maybe a little bit, but even then I don't feel comfortable with it cuz what have we ever seen from him? Have we, we've never seen him be the guy. So, and honestly, he got he had a bit of a chance last year. Did he didn't he didn't really impress? No, he didn't. He he looked better when he was playing the change of pace back behind. I mean, Deontay I okay, I, maybe I should say he had four point eight yards per carry, so he, that was fine. But they didn't ever. I mean, Freeman wasn't playing, and he still didn't get a workload. So it makes me think like he can he not do that? He should have had so many more carries. One hundred sixty seven yeah. carries. Should have had a lot more than that. Exactly. I don't. I guess being the primary back, I don't know how you don't go over two hundred. How many? What? What? Do you have his numbers right in front of you? What? What exactly were they? Do rushes and so and, he had, uh, well, he ran the ball one hundred and sixty-seven times for eight hundred yards and four touchdowns. So the yards per carry is pretty solid, four point eight, looked really good there. But he only had thirty-two catches. That is. That's the one that surprises yeah. me. It's those, so these numbers even are okay. in in a game flow. Like, Let's think like these numbers right, are they're, these they're numbers fine, are not better than they're, they're not better they're pretty much equal to Mark Ingram's numbers and Mark Ingram missed what three four games and was in a complete time show where he was the second option. So it's weird. Yeah, I'm looking at here um, Coleman's uh, game log. So early on in the year, games two, three, and four, he had 16 carries, 15 carries, 14 carries. After that, he went 7, 10, 11, 13, 11, 8, 8, 6, 10, 11, 10, 8. And that's all with Freeman not there. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that they were in shootouts a lot, and they definitely got it going in the passing game, throwing to Julio in the red zone. But that that is such a worrisome stat line. And you, and even more so, because I, I really thought Tevin Coleman would be more of a you know pass-catching running back, that type of threat. But I mean, are are they kind of going to where Tevin Coleman is going to be the the main rushing back, and then you have McKinnon come in as the kind of like receiving running back, or are they completely splitting fifty fifty? It worries me because I really don't know what they're thinking. Like, it's not a very clear yeah, this cut is, decision. This is a mess. I don't want really any part. Yeah, of it. and I don't. Yeah, I I don't want any part of it. I mean. This is when he has Coleman would have to show me something, but he would show me it after I didn't draft him. That's how he, he very well could, but I'm not going to take that risk. There's there's no way I could take that risk with him. Yeah, and who uh, who else do they have? Uh, and they still have. Do they still have Breda and and Jeff Wilson? So and they still have those guys, which Breda isn't going to go away completely. You would think, and Jeff Wilson was kind of like their little breakout. You know, running back last year. And who knows? He could he could go away. He, he could he could very well, or they could try Brady, to trade him. Brady's not going away. He can't go away. 
he, he looks pretty impressive at times, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just, I, I, I mean, couldn't is it, tell is you. Is it Jarek McKinnon? Are they not, is Jarek McKinnon not the guy? I mean, right. Okay, is he not getting okay. healthy? Okay, here we go. I'm looking at Matt Breda's stats here. He had 153 carries, so he had less carries than Coleman for 814 yards. So slightly more yards. He had 5.3 yards per carry in 27 catches. Oh my God, he had like the Tevin six, Coleman. Yeah, exactly. That's that's Tevin Coleman. That's exactly what and, Tevin Coleman did. Could you look up Jeff Wilson too and what he did in the last few games? Yeah, see what he did. So that was yeah. That's um. So on the year. Wilson ran 66 times for 266 yards and four touchdowns, 12 catches. And a lot of that was very late in the year. That was, let me pull up the game log here. Most of that was at the end of the year. So, okay, yeah. the thing is, though, I think a running back in this offense can be productive. It's just who? Like, I don't, if, if Jeff Wilson could have been some somewhat productive. Yeah, because he had, he had a 15 for 61 with eight, 15 carries for 61 yards, eight catches for 73 yards in a game. Really solid. Then he had 23 carries for 90 yards in another game. And then that was pretty much, those were his main two. He had a seven for 46, but I think um, Breda came back at that point. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that, that is a mess. So I'm not, I'm not sure what they're doing there if they just don't believe in the depth yet. Or McKinnon, that's the only thing I can think is that McKinnon isn't right yet. That's very likely he's not, maybe he won't be back very possible so let's see if there's any other major moves here i mean there's a lot of now little minor stuff um like we said adrian peterson resigned with the redskins so all that does to me is it means geis isn't going to be the main guy so this for fantasy just really hurts fantasy value so yeah or it could make an opportunity where you get geis at a much cheaper value if peterson doesn't keep going gets hurt there you got a geis at a cheap cheap price yeah, pick your could pick your good. poison pretty much with with yeah. one of those guys. I mean, obviously so, they're both kind of <laughs> injury prone at this point. The Bills signed two wide receivers. They got John Brown and Cole Beasley. Dude, oh my god, <laughs> dude, I feel so bad. Josh Allen is definitely not gonna. He didn't get any help, and I I don't hate either of those guys. But if they're those, yeah, that is. Gary, that team is going to be so freaking bad. Once again, and I know that they kind of were interesting to watch uh, coming down the stretch, mostly because Allen was running for his life. His running ability, not his throwing. Exactly. So once again, I'm completely off of anyone at Buffalo. Completely off of them. Yeah, I, I don't know any single person that would be worth having. Um... I might draft McCoy this year because you can get him for nothing. I mean that's true, but no, I'm not, not even that. Not even then. No, I, I don't want. I can't pick up a guy knowing that he's going to die on my team. <laughs> he is going to just get creamed again this year. Like, man, take your money and just leave. The, the Bills have done nothing for you the past few years. Um, Deshaun Jackson's back with the Eagles. That is hilarious. Oh, actually, that is a very big. Uh, a couple of maneuvers for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I, I know you love this guy, but Godwin, he is coming That's up smelling like roses. That, this is Godwin's a huge winner here because, like, it's okay. Adam Humphreys went to the Titans, which um, Humphreys got a four-year, thirty-six million dollar <laughs> deal. Dude, everyone got paid. I do not understand it. But 
So I that means nothing to me for fantasy at all. Zero. Absolutely nothing. I don't care about him going there at all. He might be a fine receiver, but whatever. It's Chris Godwin's the winner here. 100%. Chris Godwin and O.J. Howard. Both of them, really. Oh, yeah. And Godwin, the clear-cut number two, finally. And, we, you know, we last year I know we, we gave Deshaun Jackson a lot of hate, if you will. But uh, I would like to believe that we, we came out on top. Like, we, we were correct for the most part. He did have some good games. and But once again, you just can't count on him. He would never be on my team. And he was just taking up real estate that Godwin could really do a lot with. And he was on my team. It was the worst. <laughs> don't do, I don't know why I did it. I know better. I know better. Yeah, he was, Wait, he was oh, on the so waiver good. wire, I know it, and you're kind of like, ah. <laughs> yeah, it did. I picked him up on the waiver wire like after week one. He had a good week, and then I didn't play him. Didn't play him after week one because, you know, it's Deshaun Jackson. You don't play him. And then week two, he uh, did great again. I'm like, oh, geez. Um, I must, I'm going to miss out on this. And so I played him. And every time I played him, he did nothing. <laughs> every single time. I never, you can't pick the right week with him. Yeah. And so it's just, don't, you don't do it. <laughs> he, yeah. He's the type of player that I absolutely hate that he will, his stats will always put him up in the, you know, as in a, will make him look like he is a contributor, but he is just a headache to have. Yeah. Completely, just not a not a fan of having him on my team, and I learned my lesson. I, I don't know why I did it. I don't understand because I know better than that. <laughs> it's terrible. But but what about okay Adam Humphreys? I mean, I, I blew that off. But are you interested in that at all? I can't say I am. I I, I in a weird way I I don't have any feelings about the move. I don't even think that they got him to really use him in any major compa- capacity. I just feel like he is a decent wide receiver that they're using to plug in need. It's crazy how much more running or wide receivers get than running backs. Go figure, man. I mean, they're just I guess they're just saying that, you know, wide receivers have longevity at least and running backs are just getting run into the ground or you can just plug and play whoever comes out of college, but I I mean, what do you think that is? Because no one got paid but Bell. That's it. I mean, you look at like Mark Ingram gets 3 3 years for 15 million and a player like Adam Humphreys gets four years for 36. <laughs> I, yeah. It makes no sense. That's not the same caliber of player. No, not at all. And yeah, it's, it's just, I guess wide receivers are more reliable now. They don't get hurt as often, you know, and they do make a, if you have a good receiver, that does make a big difference. The talent at wide receiver makes so much more difference. I guess running back a lot of it, honestly, if you have a good offensive line, you can put a lot of people back there and be pretty decently, you know, decent. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, there's definitely some logic behind that. Well, some other moves. Okay, oh, we talked about, okay, talking about we talked about Cole Beasley and John Brown going to the Bills. They also got Frank Gore. I forgot about that. Frank Gore. I, uh, dude, I got nothing but love for Frank. He'll never, he won't be on my team, but I, I love the fact so that this, he's still going. This, I think, means a lot more for Kenyon Drake, who – Maybe he does finally get the chance to be the guy next year. He did. He didn't this past year because Gore just didn't go away. And Drake showed get some flashes. He had he averaged he had four point five yards of carry last year, and he had fifty three catches, but only had one hundred and twenty carries. So he's had what two his last two seasons? He went four point five yards per carry, four point eight yards per carry. So if they give him a full chance, maybe he can do it. 
that's an interest. It's a very interesting one, but I think you'll you'll be able to get him for a, a very low price, which is nice. Don't have to take much of a chance. He'll be in the twenties ranked, so you get him as your third. I think that's a pretty solid third running back. Kenny and Drake. Yeah, Bobby. yeah. How about okay? Well, do you think that Mike does Davis any- signed with the Bears? Mike. <laughs> Yeah, cool. <laughs> before before we move on from the Dolphins, though, last year one of the rookies kind of went under the radar because he didn't get any playing time. But but Kalen Ballage, yeah, that's where that's a he, you know what? big. Drake won't go up, right? Well, is just take. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously Drake is the better player, but um, that we know of. But he is a big running back that that runs downhill. I mean, where I'm only really going off of college days. But you wonder if there's any, you know, any thought that maybe they would use him as a, a goal line guy or, or or in a spot where he could grind out a lot of yards. Maybe they will take, you know, he'll take carries away from Drake, who doesn't seem like an every down guy to me still. But maybe I just, for some reason, can't get past, you know, how much he broke out, you know, a few games ago. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, uh, Ballard, he's going to be, I think he's gonna be a popular like deep sleeper type pick. I could see that happening. I, man, I don't know. I think he's. I'm trying to think how they're gonna use him. And if they used Gore like they did last year with Drake, like I don't see how they really gonna use Drake fully. I don't think so. Are they? I mean, yeah. I mean, pretty much every team needs two running backs now, so. I will. It'll be interesting to see if they finally if they give him a go in his second season. Oh, this one actually happened a bit ago. I thought I'd bring it up. It seems you know, another two running back situation is the Chiefs signed Carlos Hyde. How, I kind of what I, is that? I kind of love it. Yeah, like how? What's that mean for Damian Williams? Though? Well, it definitely hurts their value. It kind of makes it uncertain. I don't think that Carlos Hyde is. He did. He did fine. He looked good, but I think Damian Williams will probably be the guy but I, I think they're just getting depth at this point and and really for that team especially with I know we don't care about defense but the fact that they got Tyron Matha I, I love that I, I love the moves they're making because I feel like especially that kind of defensive player is perfect for what they do which is they're going to score a lot so they're going to put a lot of pressure on the other team to score and what Matha can do is come up and make a ton of plays and he can definitely make you pay for the mistakes you make. So I see him coming in and forcing turnovers and, and just being chaos in the you know backfield. That is just a great pick. And I think you just double down on Carlos Hyde being like, all right, we don't really have a starter that we know of. Like everyone does well back here. So let's just make sure that we don't run out of guys. That's pretty much how I feel they're, they're kind of taking it to. Pretty much. Um, let's see here. Any other major name? Uh, Devin Funches signed a one-year deal with the Colts. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, you know, for kind of, you know, poo-pooing on everyone else, I kind of actually am interested in that one because they. I don't I feel like, got, like they have a number, a solid number two, like clear-cut number no, two. I really, say. They don't. So I think that's it's it's interesting. I don't know what I, I'm not. He's not going to be drafted. Um, no, and you know, it shows how it, much you know how how much trust they have in him. The fact that they only gave him a one year deal, but he was he's not that far removed from being a uh, you know a pretty valuable piece of the Carolina offense. Was it 
was it only two years ago where he had that breakout season? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, two I, years ago. I, yeah. And, um, yeah, that's a – I don't really know what to think about that one. But they gave him $10 million for for a year. Uh, not a bad deal. $10 mil- Oh, my God. Let's see, you're, yeah, right? It's kind of kind of uh, I mean, I, a lot of money, actually. Yeah, I guess they and, just um, had money to spend, so. <laughs> now we start really, like, uh, scraping the bottom, bottom here. <laughs> Jameson Crowder signed with the Jets. Oh, that just sounds terrible. Yeah, but I do – okay, once again, I just have to – say that the Browns are definitely like the big winner getting him. But I think the Jets, I think Crowder and pairing and Bell uh, for just getting those two weapons for Darnold. And especially if assuming that they hold on to like, uh, you know, their, their other two wide receivers and they're just using Crowder in the slot, which they should. I, I think it's a great move in order to help him progress as a quarterback because he's going to have – very quick passes to get the ball out of his hand if he needs to. Um, just two outlets there, boom, boom. And then obviously you have the the deep threat uh, going down the field. So I, I I do like it. I don't think it really plays into fantasy all that much, but I think it's a great move uh, just football-wise. And eh, maybe Darnold, I don't think he's anything special fantasy-wise, but I think that putting him in a position where maybe he could be a uh, kind of a flyer guy. And uh, Nick Foles signed with the Jaguars. Okay. This is a, a good one. I really don't yeah. know how to feel about this one. Where, no, where are I you landing? I I don't know. I mean, we've seen Foles be good for a playoff run and win a Super Bowl. And he really wasn't good last year. He, he, you got all that talk at the end where he they were winning some games and get into the playoffs and stuff, but he really wasn't that good. He's, he's just okay. He's 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 above average. You know, he's, he's above average, but he's not special at all, and he's not a, like a great fantasy um, option. So maybe it, maybe it just helps Leonard Fournette because at least it gives a, you know, just a decent option at quarterback. Somebody who's not – makes the defense at least have to think about it. He, he can make the defense pay if they don't actually defend anybody. Blake Bortles couldn't. Yeah, Blake Bortles. I just, yeah, I, I really can't get behind this one. I'm with you. I mean, if you look at it, he had one kind of amazing year with Philadelphia. And then he, you know, he, I think he got hurt or they're, you know, you're trying to figure out playing time and all that, but he, he never regained him when they traded him off to St. Louis and he started the majority of the season. He looked just awful. I mean, really, really bad. And, He's never come back from that. So, yeah, he was great with Philly in a backup role. But I think when people game plan for him, he's not the same kind of guy. Yeah, so if anything, he's, he's good enough to make the defense respect him a bit and it could help Leonard Fournette. That's about it, though, for me. Yeah. Does it do anything for the wide receivers? Because like you said, he's definitely an upgrade from Bortles. I mean, because who did they even throw into? D.D. Westbrook? Like, I don't even remember who else is there anymore. Yeah, I mean, it was a gaggle of wide receivers. <laughs> right? Like, I don't even I don't even know anymore. DD, no, it doesn't really help any of them. I don't think. Not too much, though. I don't know. I like D.D., but maybe. Maybe. Not enough for me to even really consider them or think about them in the draft at all. Yeah, I mean, right and because it was, what, him and Keelan Cole, right? Were the two, like, young guns that were kind of up and coming, uh... Yeah, and uh, who was uh they had a young guy too, um, DJ Chark. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, 
Yeah, uh, he didn't show anything last year as far as I remember. So, you know, I, I think that they have some talent with the wide receivers, but I don't think that uh, this helps either of them out that much. No, not really. Then I don't really have – I really don't have any other moves here. Um, Jesse James went to the Lions. I think that actually not really – I don't really consider Jesse James much of a fantasy option, but I think it actually helps Vance McDonald more than anything. Maybe over in Pittsburgh, because now well, Antonio Brown's gone. There isn't Jesse James split in time. Maybe Vance McDonald's a decent tight end option. Yeah, and I know we've said it, and that's a very good point. And I know we've said it before, though, but the other guy in that offense that is going to benefit is going to be James Washington. Uh, right? He's he's going to be interesting. And I still I, – I haven't yet – heard too much talk about him so I'll just try to keep it under the radar a little bit <laughs> just keep it to us I think he's going to be pretty decent he, he, he should be and that's really the main moves right now there's still some other guys out there like Golden Tate's still out there he could make some kind of impact on the team maybe he'll just go back to Philadelphia Randall Cobb's out there I think I think he's done yeah yeah uh, I mean it's, it's too bad but yeah I don't think that he is too much left in the tank. Jared Cook's still out there. It's going to completely depend on where he goes, and people are going to get too excited about him and rank him too high. Every year. No matter what. It's going to no matter what. There's a reason these teams don't hang on to him. I mean, he's fine. He's just he's inconsistent. So I'm not going to ever trust it. But So, yeah, majority of the big moves have happened. Maybe there might be some other stuff. I still don't know. There was all that talk early on about the Bears were trying to get in on one of the running backs, and they were you know looking to get rid of uh, Jordan Howard, but none of that happened. And they only signed Mike Davis, so yeah, um, they're, they're fine. I think they're still set up for. I think they'll keep at this point. I think you got to keep Howard. Yeah, you use him the way you used to, and then you just increase Cohen's you know touches a, a little more. I, I think they'll be fine. There's a. It'd be interesting to go back and do my ranks again. I think I'm going to do that with these wide receivers and try to see where I really think. You know, I'm going to move those around a bit here. and It's definitely going to be some movement. It beckons to me. I don't know where to put them. I, people are going to put them down, but I want to put them up higher. I really do. Yeah, I don't I don't have any. I've always been a big Beckham fan. Yeah, I have too. I don't have any issue with him, and I don't think he's any more. Um, I, I don't think he's any more of like a bust consideration than you would say about Tyree kill or, you know, AJ green with, with injuries now. So, I mean, who else would go up there? I mean, really like you start getting around that area and you have to make some really tough decisions. And I guess the, the classic ones that you go, okay, maybe Juju because you know what you're getting Antonio Brown. Cause he's been better Tyree kill, but after, and Mike, eh, I guess there's a, a five guys that you could make a, a, a case for. And it pretty much ends with Mike Evans. I don't know. Uh, it, it's a tough one, but I think his ceiling is just too high to pass up on. I agree. But I think, honestly, my biggest winner of this whole thing, if I'll end it, is I think Baker Mayfield is going to be really, really, really good. I, too. I, I think he definitely is the one that benefited the most fantasy-wise. Even though I know as of right now, I would have like Matt Ryan ranked ahead of him. I don't want Matt Ryan on my team over Baker Mayfield. I'm not going to lie. I think I would switch. I think I want Baker Mayfield. Man, he's going to make my top five. I'm going crazy. <laughs> no, I can't do that. That's too reactionary. 
I'm not going to rank it like that, but it might, I'm going to love the draft. I know <laughs> Baker, he's going to be overdrafted, isn't he? Well, I mean, I don't know if you're going <laughs> to, if he's in your top five, then probably not. <laughs> I don't, I'm being serious. Like right now to pe- make my top five, he would have to pass Drew Brees. Ooh, it's great. But fantasy wise, he's not always amazing anymore. He would also have to pass Russell Wilson, who, again, he's he's a great quarterback, but he doesn't have the weapons Baker Mayfield has. And then, for me, he would have to pass Matt Ryan, which Matt Ryan is just one he does well, but I just get bored by him. <laughs> That's not a good way to analyze things, but I do. Yeah, it's a, man, that is, it's going to be a tough sell. I think... It's going to be risk versus reward, and I'll be honest, I have no issue with putting him ahead of Matt Ryan, <laughs> and I don't know why, because Matt Ryan has been so up and down over his career, so I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, what what am I really risking, but it would be tough to break that top five, that Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and definitely not the top three, right, Rodgers, Luck, Mahomes, that kind of deal, Um, but it, it, a lot of these quarterbacks in that, you know, six through ten spot, you can make an argument for nearly anyone. You really, you really can. And man, I've, I, I hope Baker doesn't get too far up there, but he's he's probably going to. I do. I do hope that the it, you know, the uh, spotlight, sh- sh- you know, it's not going to. I already know that Cleveland is going to be the darling, so it's not going to go away. He's definitely going to be drafted in the top ten as far as quarterbacks go, which I was hoping he was going to be outside of that. If that does happen, though, who is the guy that is falling to the wayside? that you would pick up for like next to nothing right now. You know, let me, I'm going to browse through my ranks here and see what I think. Who's, uh, no one's even going to consider or even talk about. There's probably a guy or two. You're like, where are my quarterback ranks? Man, I don't know. Let's see here. You see, I don't, uh, Roethlisberger's not going to be talked about, but I don't know if that, I don't know if I, how I feel about that anymore. You know, the weird thing is, like, Drew Brees really could fall in these drafts. I think, well, I think he will. Then I'm going to love the value he's at then. I could I could see him falling to, really, to number, you know, like, 9, 10 even. If he did that, that's that's great value. He's one. And there's going to be others. I don't know who's going to be the one to fall. I mean, okay, then turn around. Okay, if Matt Ryan ended up falling to that kind of level, which is very possible with Matt Ryan. People get, you know, bored of Matt Ryan. If he fell down. The nine ten, I think that's good value. It's really gonna honestly anybody whoever falls to that like nine ten quarterback spot is gonna be a pretty good value. But I still, I don't know. I still have been toying with the idea of getting a quarterback that actually costs a little bit more because I think they're so good. But if I can get Baker for less, that's the only one. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know what to do. It's it's, it's so far away. It's really strange too because there are some guys that really fell off hard last year. And, you know, that you can pick them up for, like, nothing. Like, a dollar at the end of the draft. And we're talking about, like, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott. I'm never getting uh, Kirk Cousins again. (laughs) But he has, I mean, he talked about, like, we think Mayfield's going to be so good. But he has a ton of talent around him. And then Dak Prescott finally has a number one wide receiver again. Hopefully, you know. And then with Zeke and kind of the band getting back together, Witten. um, Oh, yeah. We even (laughs) do. We, we did our tight end episode uh, one day before it released, I think, the morning that Jason Witten came back. Yeah, which cracks me up. I don't, I don't think it's a huge fantasy story, but I think no, it does help no. Dallas. Yeah. And then um, 
you know what? I was thinking, I think I, I might end up with Tom Brady on a lot of my team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I I might end up just going with a guy I don't have to pay for. Because I do I think wouldn't that, mind Tom Brady. No, I mean, it's whatever. I, I, I wouldn't go after him, but if no one's going to pay for him, it's like, yeah, why not? Yeah, 42-year-old Tom Brady. I'm kind of thinking the same thing about Dak. I mean, I feel, and I feel like he, you definitely won't have to pay for him, and I can probably put him on my team for as a second quarterback. And once again, he, he had a uh, down year, but he had no one to throw it to. I think Amari Cooper might actually be good. Yeah, I, he's definitely, yeah, he's going to be better there than he was in Oakland. Like, I, I don't, I have no doubt about that. But, all right. I think that's going to do it. I think this is probably our longest episode in years. <laughs> probably. There's a lot to go over. <laughs> there is, really. And this is this is only day two. There's a lot more to happen yet. There's more stuff that could go on. There could be more trades. And, shoot, and then, who knows? We've got the NFL draft and right around the corner. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm already getting excited again. And then after the draft, it's basically summer and it's time to get ready for next year. It's almost there. So it. It's might as well be season Less than, less than six months now. Yeah, we'll be we'll be going down to to Nashville to do our draft. Right. Uh, it'll be it'll be a good time. I have to I have to turn around and win this one though. It's, I've not won in a few years. Yeah, well, long as such streak. <laughs> it hurts. I keep getting uh, Snapchats from from our our champion with him and the trophy, and it's really killing me. I haven't seen that thing in a long time. <laughs> You've never seen it. <laughs> this this freaking league. <laughs> All right. We'll do it. Talk to you guys next week.